It's been a week since I watched it, and I still can't stop saying Bandersnatch. Today on the Pop 100, we get all Bandersnatched as we talk about Netflix's first interactive movie and what it means to marketers when our choices and our interactions as consumers get converted into valuable data for brands that make money off us. Released on December 28th, Netflix made good on months of rumors with a standalone episode slash movie from the Black Mirror folks called Bandersnatch. So it's a movie about a choose-your-own-adventure book being created into a video game in the mid-80s. Oh man, pop marketing all over the place. So throughout the movie, you as the viewer are given a choice between two ways the movie can go through actions of the main character. You just use your little remote to make these choices. They also add another layer of gamification by adding timing to the interaction, giving you only a brief few moments to make those decisions that then grow larger and harder to make throughout the movie. Not a new concept. The whole experience is still very close to that choose-your-own-adventure book of your youth. But what you may not know is that it's maybe even closer to a series of video games that have been released since 2012. Yes, Telltale Games had a successful run over the past years with interactive stories that fall a bit more on the game side, starting with Walking Dead, which I played. And after that, we've seen stories being told inside the Batman license and the Game of Thrones license as well, just to name a couple. These games are very close to the experience of Bandersnatch. The only real difference being that these games are animated and the Bandersnatch movie was a live production. So the weird thing, and this is just a little bit of extra, is that Telltale had just struck a deal with Netflix to create Telltale, uh, a Telltale game, Stranger Things, in 2018. And then, strangely enough, Telltale went bankrupt this November. Yikes. Feels like a no-brainer for a Netflix buyout. Because you have a ton of artists that have been building entertainment exactly like this in this format since 2012, and they're very good at it. But on to the marketing stuff. Even though the production of these movies is costly, the interactive format does offer Netflix a few brainy benefits. For one, it's more difficult to pirate than a linear film or a TV episode. Its interactive nature also encourages more active fan engagement than most projects. But the one that perks the ears of this pop marketer is the greatest advantage of all that lies in the data that Netflix can gather from those user choices. So the very first choice you make in Bandersnatch is actually an almost perfect example of exactly what I'm talking about. In this decision, you are asked to choose between two kinds of cereal. Cereal you would like for breakfast. You can choose between sugar puffs or frosted flakes. The choice has no bearing on the story, um, but it's used more of a, as a starter question or a training level uh, to get you used to this functionality. Netflix makes it pretty easy to see where somebody like Kellogg's could have paid placement here. But you know what? That's so easy and not really that new. And to think of it, it would actually be extremely annoying. So brands, let's not do that. There are much, much smarter ways to skin this cat. Remember folks, before Netflix was a titan of content creators, at its core, it's always been and always will be a data company. We're really already living in a choose your own adventure. We just don't realize it. Netflix uses viewing data to decide what content they make, 
and also what they search out to create more of. Based on what you watched in the past, you're already being served up different movies and actually different movie covers um, to choose from. It's already a choice-powered economy, but Bandersnatch just takes these viewer choices to a new level. You see, data is a dish best served cold. It's not just about getting the instant gratification of views and brand impressions, but about what Netflix can learn about their viewers to create better and more valuable content, brand-backed or not, over time. You pick a certain kind of music, Netflix has a better idea of your music preferences. And in the future, you can be served up a live concert from that band. Viewers decide to kill a character off more quickly. It can serve the writers in the writer's room to understand exactly what their fandom is looking for in the future. You decide to, I don't know, jump off a building while your character is on acid. Well, you got problems, dude. I'm not sure anyone can help you there. Sure, we can hem and haw about another company using our data for their benefit. But this kind of interactivity establishes a direct pipeline between consumers and marketers. The more agency a movie grants its viewers, the more opportunities it has to serve up user-tailored content backed by ad dollars. This deepening interactivity establishes a powerful new circuit between users, content, platforms, and brand marketers. This will only become truer as more voice, eye-tracking, and virtual reality enter those pictures with even greater potential for tracking how users react to the object in their created environments. Living in the future is rad. And to the brands that have their pop marketing glasses on, they'll see that more and more opportunities are opening up to bring more content to people that they want to spend time with. I'm Joe Cox, the pop marketer. I'll be catching all you banner snatches next week. If you are wanting to check out more pop marketing news, go to pop-marketer.com and sign up to my email, The Weekly Zeitgeist. And with that, all you beautiful banner snatches, I'll see you next week. Bandersnatch. <laughs> all you beat banner